0: Welcome back to The View from Down Under. We're so excited to be back sharing and streaming sporting content for all of our listeners. Charles and I have worked hard to improve the podcast during our extended break due to COVID, but it's so good to finally be back in person recording podcasts and doing what we love doing best. 2022 has kicked off to an absolute flyer with lots of sporting stories for us to cover. In today's episode, we're going to take a deep dive into Justin Langer's resignment from the Australian cricket team, as well as talk about all things Tom Brady and his lasting legacy in the NFL. All this plus much much more right after this. This is the view from down <laughs> Welcome back to the view from down under, and thank you for joining us again for another episode. Charles and I finally back in the same room together, recording for the first time in a very long time. It's good to be back. Yeah, you know, COVID uh, put a bit of a
1: hook in the put a bit of a spanner in the works, but uh, great to be back sitting next to you.
0: And a lot's happened in sports. We've obviously got some massive matches coming up in uh, the NFL, the Super Bowl, the is heading into all-star weekend, and big things happening in the world of cricket. So lots to talk about in today's episode. Yeah, very much.
1: Obviously, uh, NBA season is is coming towards the sort of end quarter, the final quarter, and obviously the, the Super Bowl's coming up. And,
0: man, that's just going to be an absolute ripper of a game. I honestly can't wait. Obviously, I wish my niners were there. A bit of a heartbreaking loss to the Rams on Monday. But um, I'm, I'm really glad to see Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. I think the Bengals are... A Cinderella story and I really hope they can go on to win the whole thing if they win it this year Joe Burrow deserves a statue already (laughs) because
1: the only other team that I can think of at least in the NFL that has experienced such a massive turnaround was the 99 Rams who went from three and uh, four and twelve to three and thirteen and won the Super Bowl in one season yeah Yeah. Yeah. you get Marshall Falk you get Tory, uh, Tory Holt and Kurt Warner I mean, those are two Hall of Famers and Well, his story just by himself is incredible. Yeah. And yeah. for yeah, working at high V stocking shelves. Yeah. And, and so that if Burrow does that, that's up there with that. I think, you know, yeah. to go from two and fourteen, four, eleven and one, you know, everyone was saying, Oh, Zach Taylor, the coach, you know, he's just another crap Sean McVay clone, a young guy, you know. He think he's an offensive genius, but he's not. But he has gotta give it to him. He's put the team together this year. Their offensive line has been horrendous, and yet still Burrow has made plays. I mean, you get sacked an NFL playoff record nine times against the Titans, away from home, and you win. That speaks to not only how good he is, but how bad Ryan Tannehill is. It's uh, It's been an incredible run. Uh, I didn't think they'd beat the Chiefs, but uh, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and his girlfriend yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, the curse struck yeah. again. Um and they just don't quit, and you know they'd never won a road playoff game in their history. Another one, and now they've won two in the space yeah. of a week. So that just shows you the difference a a QB of Joe's caliber can do. Um, he is what everyone thought Baker Mayfield would be, oh, and um, you know I feel almost you almost got to feel sorry for Browns fans because they get the native Ohio product. You got. OBJ in the Super Bowl, mm. and they're sitting there at seven and ten. So, I love
0: the um, you know, that, that classic meme of someone waking up from a coma, yeah, that's the sporting team, and it's like, oh, OBJ's in the Super Bowl and Ohio yes. team, and like, oh, great, I'm gonna go watch the Browns. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, no, <laughs> no man.
1: but look, I mean, the Bengals, I think I got a little bit lucky in the regular season given mm. just how many injuries. Uh, Baltimore had because I think if they'd stayed healthy, particularly Lamar, yeah, they would have yeah. won the division. I mean, I think they started eight and three, and but you know, I- injuries just caught up with them. And well, they lost both running
0: backs before the start of the season, season yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: Lamar's probably their number one running back anyway, but they yeah. just and so you lose your, your top three running backs essentially and your QB, you're not going to recover from that. And the Browns obviously had an incredibly disappointing season, and the Steelers, well, I mean, Big Ben, I mean. It was in his final season, wasn't very good. So this is your opportunity. You've got to strike while the iron is hot. You know, there are tides in the affairs of man, yeah. which taken at the flood can lead to great fortune. And they have seized their opportunity, much like the Rams. The Rams said, screw worrying about three years' time. Throw every draft pick away. Let's go for it now. As Let's works. try and capture it now. And yeah. they are so close to finally realizing their goal. They, they've been here before and they got shown up. McVay got outcoached. Hopefully he's learned, and they can put in a more balanced attack. They obviously have a much better QB. So uh, I think it's going to be a very entertaining game, and high-scoring too.
0: Yeah, no, it should be. I I, I think there's so many storylines that we could cover in this game. I think the, the main one is the whole Matthew Stafford story, the way he's come and... I can remember last off-season when that trade went through it, so much hate towards him and what are the Rams doing? This guy hasn't won a playoff game. Why are they trading everything for him? Yes, stat Padford,
1: stat Padford. Exactly.
0: And Now, 12 months later, it looks like one of the best trades ever.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think about it. It just goes to show you just how crap the Detroit Lions are. Mm. That They can take a guy who has built a reputation as the Kirk Cousins before Kirk Cousins, you know, a seven and nine guy who throws for 30,000 yards, but they're all in garbage time. And he goes to the Rams within the first season. He beats a division, he beats two division rivals in the playoffs and the GOAT at the GOAT's house. Mm. And you know, the last game Tom Brady ever played get, getting beaten by Matt Stafford at home. So that just shows you when he, when the game was on the line, when he had the ball, He made things happen. Down by 10 against San Fran in the fourth quarter. Carl Shanahan goes full Carl Shanahan and blows it again. But Stafford, he made the throws he needed to make. And, you know, I'm just so happy for him.
0: Yeah, we did beat the GOAT. And obviously, massive story in the last week is that the GOAT has finally retired after 22 seasons. Did Did you see this retirement coming? We spoke a little bit about it before we hopped on. Um, about potentially retiring at the end of last season. Um, But what what do you think about the the goat finally hanging up the cleats? I think his family
1: had decided... I think he decided that it had probably taken enough of a toll on his family for his career. I mean, you look at it, seven Super Bowls, you can't really... He can't really achieve anything more. He's not yeah. really chasing. St- I mean, he's, he leads every single meaningful QB category. Yeah, he's won everything. He he left New England, left Belichick, and went and went again. Yeah. And you know, so he he's been incredible. I mean, he's won a third of the Super Bowls in my lifetime, and yeah. he's been ever present. Uh, even if you don't know anything about the NFL, you've heard of Tom Brady, and mm. um, it's it's. Honestly, sad to see him go because, yeah. Look, I'm one of those guys who, when he was you know, at the Pats, I loved to hate him. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, well, you a can't deny do his done. New York fans, yeah, I'm sense. a Giants.
0: Well, we're okay. We're probably the only team that isn't sad about him <laughs> retiring. I loved Eli Manning's yeah. uh, message for that. If you haven't checked it out, go watch it on Twitter. But Eli Manning basically uh, thanking Tom Brady for sharing a couple of those Super Bowls with him. I thought that was a very cheeky dig, but also a A great message between two great rivals at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brady, he's just been excellent. And, you know, I suppose everybody has a kryptonite and I
0: guess the New York Giants were Brady's. Is he the greatest pro-athlete of all time? This has obviously been a, a big debate over the last two seasons. I think he's clearly the best football player of all time. But when comparing him to the likes of Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Roger Federer, you know, some of these great names that we've had in sporting history. Where does he sit for you? I, I completely agree with you. He's
1: the best NFL player ever. Um, obviously, it's a bit hard when you talk about across sports. I still think uh, given the fact that he isn't really athletic at all, I think it's hard to say he's the greatest athlete mm. when people talk about that. I think of people like, like you said, Michael Jordan, I think of particularly boxers, you know, Muhammad Ali or Sugar Ray Robinson, uh, these sort of guys who were just athletic monsters and had the mentality uh, of winners. He's, But he is definitely on the pantheon of, he's on the Mount Rushmore of American uh, sports teams, uh, t- team sports, definitely up there with Michael and, and Wayne Gretzky and probably Babe Ruth, I'd probably say.
0: Do you think, yeah, no, that's a fair point. I think he's definitely on that Mount Rushmore. I love that analogy, by the way, of using Mount Rushmore as the kind of, the picture for a way you depict those athletes. Um, do you think this is a kind of change in the guard in the NFL? We've seen Drew Brees retire, Philip Rivers last year, Ben Roethlisberger this year, and Eli Manning's obviously passed on as well, and his brother Peyton. Uh, it's really a, a new kind of league that we're going to have over the next decade. It is. You look at the young QBs, uh, particularly in the
1: AFC. Again, uh, you got obviously Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow now, uh, L- Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's he's won an MVP. So yeah. you know they've got uh, Justin Herbert. So you've got a lot, lot of good young QBs, and um, I don't know how some teams are going to win because um, if you don't have a like. How are the Denver Broncos supposed to beat the Chiefs?
0: Well, They're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's pretty
1: much it. They've got no chance of of winning. And, um, you know, I think in the NFC right now is a bit weaker, uh, especially if Rodgers goes um, Mm -hmm. because the Packers aren't going to be anything without him. Uh, But, you know, it's – I'm looking forward to it because this generation of QBs, they're more athletic, more mobile – Uh, They throw the ball further down the field. It's not like it was when Brady was coming in, where all Roth, when Brady and Brock Roethlisberger were around, where all Roethlisberger would do is hand the ball off to Jerome Bettis and maybe throw a pass every now and again. Now it's
0: all passing, uh, and uh, it's really exciting. It's also more athletic quarterbacks as well. You think you look at Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, even Pat Mahomes, all these guys can run with the ball as well. So it's really kind of changed the way the quarterback position has played as he said yeah you're not really not too many pocket
1: passes anymore it's more sort of you know moving the pocket trying to sort of sh- you know uh, shuffle out you know um and Rodgers is a great example of that someone who's probably better outside the pocket than inside the pocket when he's scrambling uh you know so it's but it's looking very good and uh just as long as uh one of the really good QBs doesn't end up playing for New England, I'll be uh, I'll be very happy.
0: I think most sports fans will be very happy if the Patriots can suck for a couple of years. Yeah. I think that'll be great for sports overall. <laughs> Speaking about Aaron Rodgers and I want to throw a couple other names out there as well, Jimmy G and Russell Wilson. Um obviously a lot of talk about the three of them and where they're gonna play next season. It looks like Aaron Rodgers' days in Green Bay are done. And it also looks like Jimmy G's time with the 49ers is done as well. Any predictions for where those two players could end up? Um, the thing with Jimmy G is I'm not quite
1: sure people are that sold on him mm. as he is. You know, he came into the press a couple of days ago and was like, seemed pretty clear that he knows that that was his last game. It's
0: clear that they, they had that conversation with him yeah. before the game, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: And he just... but. He he was terrible in the playoffs. I don't know how they won those games. Yeah. You look at the game at Green Bay in particular. I mean, they won that on a blocked punt. Yeah. And, you know, they... blocked field goal. Yeah, and the blocked field goal. Yeah, blocked field goal. Yeah. So that was more the Packers losing it than the Niners winning it to me. Yeah. Um, you know, could he fit in... Jimmy G is a guy who you go to a team where the only thing you need is solid QB play where you don't have it. You think about uh, a team
0: like... Could Denver be a situation he could go to? Do you I don't think know. that would improve. The I team?
1: think, I think, I think they're in on they're all going all in on Rodgers. I think that, that Denver doesn't have a good enough offense mm. to cover for Jimmy G's mistakes. You know, when he go, if he goes to Denver, he hasn't got a George Kittle. He doesn't have Debo Samuel. No. He's got Jerry Judy, and that's about it. So, yeah. you not know, even,
0: not even a running back. No, the
1: ball off. Yeah, yeah, like Melvin Gordon. I mean, he's he's past it. So, yeah. you know, it's not you know, I personally think if the Broncos don't get Rodgers, they'll just do another year and wait it out. Um, I'm not a massive fan of doing that. I think John Elway has been pretty poor. Well, he's under a bit
0: of fire at the moment. Yeah, isn't he?
1: yeah. Well, uh, yeah. He likes a beer or two, apparently. But yeah, I think I think Jimmy G. He he's just got to go to a team that's looking to win now that has good offense. That and that's all there is. One team, maybe. Tampa Bay. Oh, interesting. You know, good team, you know, taken over from Brady. He's yeah. done that before. Got weapons. Um, yeah, got weapons good everywhere. Defense. So I yeah. I, th- I, think that's um, a possibility. And Russell, uh, mate, I, I just think he wants to get to a big market, whether it's yeah. Vegas, whether they do something with Derek Carr or not. I mean, he's got one year on his deal. What about New York Giants? Personally, I think the Jets should go for him. I think they should trade Zach Wilson. If they they can trade Zach Wilson for Russell Wilson straight up or or with a a few picks, yeah. Swap Wilson for Wilson, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Save your money. All you've got to do is change the number. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think – I honestly think right now the Jets are a more appealing team than the Giants because the Giants just suck. And, Mm. you know, Brian Doble, I don't know if he's going to be that good of a coach, but all I know is that until we get a GM who can actually pick players in the draft that don't suck, um, you're never going to be any
0: good. Yeah, well, obviously questions around Saquon Barkley as well. He yeah. had a great start to his career, but even with the injuries, it's completely ruined it for him, I think.
1: Yeah, it's a bit, he's, he's very similar to McCaffrey, mm. you know, a guy who started off his career so excellently, but injuries just take away, and you're a running back, and – you know, he's he Saquon for me kind of sums up the problems with the Giants. You know, you pick a guy second overall with that much talent when you have the worst offensive line in football, and you know, and now he's all injured, and they and you, you they can't pay him, and they shouldn't, and they shouldn't pay Daniel Jones a penny either. Yeah. Um. They just they just don't have a good enough team. They are a four and 13, 5 and twelve team, and that's just what they are. I mean, when you're running QB sneaks on the third and nine. I mean, that's just who you are. Mm. That's
0: unfortunate. Speaking of, we'll stay up that corner of the US. Uh, speaking about the AFC East, do you think with Tom Brady's departure, do the Bills finally have that division locked down for the next couple of years if Josh Allen can stay healthy?
1: Yeah, look, I think it's Josh Allen is, at least right now, a lot better than any of the other QBs in the division. Obviously, Mac Jones is a rookie. You know, he led the Pats to the playoffs this year, even though he got absolutely smoked in the playoffs. Um, He's okay, but I don't trust him as much. Tua, well, he's been a bit of a roller coaster. He's uh, obviously got a rocky injury history. Um, Obviously, everything that happened recently with Brian Flores, who clearly didn't believe in him. He wanted Justin Herbert before the draft. Mm. And... um, you know, the Jets, I mean, they're the Jets. I mean, they haven't been relevant since Joe Namath was playing for them. So, you know.
0: Well, let's uh, move on to another sport now that's been gathering some headlines over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're obviously heading into NBA All-Star period of the NBA, which is the halfway point of the season. It's been an interesting first half of the NBA season. Any, anything that's uh, stood out for you? so far? Um, probably a couple of things.
1: Memphis, Grizzlies, I think it's pretty easy to say they're, they're the surprise team. Obviously, they made a good run towards the end of last year, beat Golden State to make the playoffs, um, but I did not think that they'd be this good this quick. Especially you know, they traded down in the draft, they got some more picks. Uh, Stephen Adams has been excellent for them. John Morant's on a tear. Uh, and they've got you know, just some good players. Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain. Uh, you know, they've got a good... S- Dylan Brooks, they've got a good, solid team. And they're young, they're unproven, and they're being doubted by everybody. So they've got something to prove, and they're playing like it. Obviously, the biggest
0: disappointment is, without a doubt, the Lakers. Um saw the loss. Uh, Lose today to my Clippers, which was pretty embarrassing considering we don't have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean,
1: the Clippers have got a better record than the Lakers and they're missing their two best players. And, you know, obviously this Westbrook thing has been an absolute disaster. I don't know why. I mean, everybody saw it wasn't going to work. I mean, KD had to play along that for eight seasons and he made it work and, you know it's just not working obviously they're four games under 500 now they're just not good enough and i don't know how they're going to get any better do you
0: no no idea i think yeah we were speaking before about potentially trading but as you mentioned they have absolutely no assets no. to kind of trade away so i mean and lebron as well is kind of locked in and he's obviously coming to the tw- twilight of his career as well um so yeah some decisions for the GM to make in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there are a big, a lot of big decisions for the GM, aka LeBron, to uh, <laughs> uh,
1: come up with. He's got his list out. Who am trading? He's like, he's like, uh, what can I get for anybody on this <laughs> team that isn't Anthony Davis? First
0: rounder for uh, Trevor Ariza? No, no,
1: no, no. Got I don't it. think so. But I mean, I just don't know how they're going to get off Ross's deal. Um, obviously,
0: the what a off- terrible trade that was, by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean. Look, the Wizards haven't done too well either. I mean, they started well, but they've been slipping a lot recently. Uh, Kuzma's apparently already back on the trade block. Um, you know, he and... Uh, remember,
0: some, remember five years ago when Kuzma was being touted as the next great all-star in the NBA? We,
1: he had a good rookie season, but I think m- most of that came from the fact that he was the 27th pick.
0: Yeah, You know,
1: he was a low pick. There was no expectations. If you get a guy that averages 16 a game or whatever from pick 27 that's pretty that, that's pretty excellent yeah. you know most pick uh, most picks that low don't even play in the nba ever so yeah um they but obviously he's he was a product of his
0: surroundings 100 100 um speaking about all-stars we obviously just had the all-star rosters released in the last couple of days some uh interesting interesting selections um anything that's Stood
1: out well, I think the main one that everybody <laughs> can see, that even that even Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles themselves could see, is uh, Andrew Wiggins being named an all-star starter. Uh, now, I don't think Andrew Wiggins is a bad player by any stretch of the imagination, but I do not think he's even the third best player on his own team. And if people like Steph Curry and Draymond aren't starters...
0: No, Steph is.
1: Uh, sorry, Draymond Draymond's is in a... The bench, yeah. like, I, for me, I just don't see how he can he can start. I mean, look, he obviously wouldn't be starting if Kawhi and Paul George were healthy. Those two were just instants, so he's been helped by that, and also he plays in a much bigger market. He was never going to get a single vote in Minnesota. Yeah, um, and obviously the power of the people. Yeah. Not necessarily the American people, but the people. Who, okay, is, but who is
0: the guy? Is it a guy from BTS? That's, I think so, yeah. So this K-pop star, really interesting story, has apparently, and it just shows you the power of K-pop fans. Um, but he's basically brought all his fans together to vote for Andrew Wiggins. And a couple of things with this. One, why, why you would vote for Andrew Wiggins still kind of amazes me. Um, and two, that a K-pop star can have such influence over the NBA is pretty crazy as well. Yeah, especially considering I've never really considered Korea a hotbed of
1: national basketball uh, viewership. Maybe the the stats will prove me wrong, but obviously, you know, K-pop, Bam Bam, the name of the singer from BTS is massive over there and, you know, I think if if you told them to go vote for for David Stern for the All Star team, they probably would have done it. You know. Yeah. Um. But you know, he. I think you know, Andrew Wiggins will take it. He's having an efficient season for the first time in forever, and uh, this is just who he is. He's about an 18 point per game scorer. He's never going to live up to the first overall pick in that, and all the hype he had, and that's okay because. You know, he's he's found his niche. He's playing the Harrison Barnes role on the Golden State Warriors, but he's younger and far more athletic. And uh, I think he can be uh, an integral piece to that team in the right conditions. He can't be the main guy, but he can be the third or fourth guy.
0: Fair enough. Um, we've had a couple of years now with the the new All-Star format. For those who aren't, familiar it's it's changed a couple of years ago it used to just be a west and east team and one conference would normally dominate um, as the west did for a number of years but now we have the two coaches who actually pick their teams and play you either play on team lebron or whoever the the other all-star team yeah team west lebron, LeBron. Or, or, or or kevin Durant if he's healthy or yeah. if he's injured if yeah <laughs> which is uh, pretty crazy. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on, do you think it's been a successful I match? do. I, I
1: like it. I hated the old thing because let's be real. Since Michael Jordan retired, the NBA's balance between East and West has been so lopsided in the West. It's just been ridiculous. I mean, apart from the heat uh, in, the early 2010, in the early 2010s, pretty much every championship has been won by the West, you know, you think yeah, you've yeah. had two dynasties, three dynasties in the in the twenty first century, and they've all been in the West: yeah. the Lakers, the Spurs, and the Warriors. Yeah. So, you know, it. I, I I prefer it, and it sort of creates a lot of intrigue. Like, ooh, who's he gonna pick? Like, what is their <laughs> sort of underlying messages? Are they a free yeah. agent at the end is of the season? Pick, is he gonna pick KD first? Yeah, several? exactly. Is he gonna start tampering with the guys behind closed doors? Yeah. And, like, you know, so. I think it's better. Obviously they don't even take the game that seriously. No. But they you know, it's a, it's an it's an all-star game. It's not No, it
0: is it's it's not meant to be a serious game, right? It's the same as the Pro Bowl in the in the NFL. It's yeah. not it's not a real game of football. It's it's basically flag football. Yeah. It's to show off what you can do
1: and you know, I like that. And uh I think it's been the all-star game's quality, although that kind of seems like an oxymoron. Uh, has
0: improved, I think, since they made the change. And a new trophy as well for the Kobe Bryant All-Star Game MVP. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty snazzy. I like it. looks like it uh, kind of reminded me of the World Series trophy. It does uh, look a bit like the Commissioner's Trophy, yeah. It, it almost
1: looks like a, a blueprints for the bottom floor, for the top <laughs> three floors of the Empire State <laughs> Building. Um, oh, it kind of does. But, yeah, uh, yeah or like uh, Superman's uh, weird uh, yeah. cr- crystal thing that he lives in. Um, yeah but obviously, look, he's he's won I think more All Star Game MVPs than anyone, which is why the awards named after him. Obviously, before LeBron, he was had made the most All Star teams. I think yeah. or the second most behind Kareem, maybe. Yeah. Uh, he he's uh, obviously he he was my favorite basketball player in in while while he was alive and. I loved watching him play, and I think it's a it's a perfect way to honour him. Hundred percent. And 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 his daughter Gigi, so it'll yeah, be no, it's fantastic.
0: Do you do you see the statue as well? Yeah, the, the statue TV? put out there. Um, what do you think of the criticism of people saying, "Oh, there should be there should be everybody"? Yeah.
1: I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's Kobe Bryant. Like this is someone who is who wasn't just an average guy. He no. he had far more influence and impact on people who, like, I I never met Kobe Bryant, but he had an impact on my viewership of the NBA. You know, he made me want to watch. And so I don't don't think the criticism is completely justified. This was just a Kobe Bryant one. You know, if you want to, if the other people want to, through their own personal decisions, put, in the other people's with them then that's fine but I, I i think you're making a you know it's it's a storm in a teapot
0: yeah no it is i think it's just it's it's silly really you're honoring the man who literally you know changed people's lives and the and hero the, for a generation of basketball fans 100% and you, you look at the players you have in the nba now even devin booker and some of these guys have looked up to kobe and probably the reason why they play basketball yeah um so yeah, I think, yeah, going back to the 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 trophy and the whole award itself, I love that when that idea came out and I remember because I think he died on Australia Day, right? And it was the All-Star game was only a couple of weeks after he had died, and it was the perfect way to kind of honor his legacy um in the NBA, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, excellent. He's obviously, you know, he's one of the greats and you know, I think he's one of those guys who pretty much everybody loved, obviously when he was Younger, a lot of people didn't like his selfishness. But, you know, I think once he since he'd retired at least, he'd sort of grown, you know, a a new lease on life. He won an Oscar for that uh, poem or short story that he wrote. Um, He'd moved into the new phase of his life and that looked good. And, you know, I just feel so bad for his kids, you know. Yeah. That's
0: what I feel bad for. Should we do a couple fact or fiction for the NBA to finish off? Let's do it. Uh, fact or fiction, LeBron plays his last season um, at the Lakers this year. I think he doesn't finish his career with the Lakers. Any I idea think where he goes,
1: Well, to be honest, I think if this – depending on what happens with Ben Simmons, I'd go to bloody Philly. Yeah. Because, like, Maybe as a- an Aussie, we all think Ben Simmons is a bum, okay? Yeah. We all hate him. Um too. Don't worry, America. And uh, you know, I, I think him with Joel Embiid would be perfect. I think Joel Embiid, what in Philly is what LeBron thought he'd be getting with AD. Yeah. Um, but he's just, but Embiid now is the one who, after missing three of his three, his first full three seasons, now he doesn't get injured anymore, and he's yeah. he's the MB, MVP front runner. It's probably between him and the Joker again. Yeah. Um, so I I think. The Philly have got to go all out to get either LeBron or James Harden when he be- when he becomes a free agent at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think James Harden's done in Brooklyn as well. I think he's it's tired. Pretty it. It's pretty disappointing because it's sad team together, they could have done something. And like they've else, never sure. been whole. Like, they've never really had an
1: opportunity to have all three, three of them to for 30, 30 games in a row or whatever. 18 games yeah. together
0: or something? Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and
1: Kyrie being a selfish prick, you know. <laughs> putting himself first, but, yeah. you know, that's Kyrie, so, you know, it's no surprises
0: there. Um, fact or fiction, Warriors uh, don't make the NBA Finals this year. Fact. Fact? I don't, I don't think they beat
1: Phoenix. I don't think they beat – well, depends on the Paul george Kawhi situation, but if they come back to the playoffs, I think the Clippers will be a really good team. Wow. Um, If they can get there, 500 right now, so they should get in. Uh, The Nuggets, I think, for me, are the dark horse because Jamal Murray comes back, him and Yoke and and the Joker. We saw what they did in the bubble. We saw what they were doing before Murray got hurt last season. I think they're a great shot. Aaron Gordon's been playing excellent. Um, So, yeah, I think they're a very
0: dark horse. Awesome. Um, And finally, the Eastern Conference. Um, How far do you see the... Uh, Chicago Bulls going in the playoffs. We've had this conversation before. I know, but um, just for the record, they win one round. They win one round and go out. Yeah, interesting. I don't think I don't think they
1: beat any of the three teams, any of the three juggernauts in the East. Yeah, and you know, I think they could lose in the first round, depending on who they get. Maybe the maybe they get lucky and get the Knicks. <laughs> or they get well, they get unlucky and get the
0: Hawks because I think the Hawks could beat them. Yeah, yeah, Terry On goes off like he did last year. could be very interesting. All right, well, we're going to move on now to the world of cricket. It's obviously been a crazy couple of months uh, with the Ashes being played out in Australia. Um, Australia winning 4-0 in that series with one draw. Uh, but there's been some question marks over Justin Langer and his future. As the coach of the Australian cricket team, what are your thoughts? On- I want to have a rant about this because this Justin Langer stuff, okay,
1: it is so clear to anybody who watches the team that they don't want him as the coach. Mm-hmm. It is as clear as day. And when you lose at home to India's third string 11, right, that is embarrassing. Personally, I'd have got rid of him when, uh, after that because you can't do that. But I do have to give him credit. He won the T20 World Cup, but I give him no credit for the Ashes win, okay? Like, I could have been coaching the team and we could have won. England are crap, and 4-0 should have been the bare minimum that we got. Mm-hmm. All 5-0, right? we were one week away. If he'd won 5-0, I would probably be less critical of him, but he's oh, a guy really who just what? doesn't gel. He do- clearly doesn't gel with the players. They had the micromanaging issues and then they had the heated player meeting. But mm. he's not getting a contract extension. No, None of the players want him. Cummins has had thousands of opportunities to endorse him and say, I want him as the coach. And he has dodged the question every single time. Mm. You look at the way h- him and Tim Payne together were awful. I don't think Tim Payne was any good. He's tactically inept and, you know, JL, I understand they're saying... Oh, the players, they just want to be liked. They can't take criticism. No, no, no. They just don't want the coach. And that's what I don't like Shane Warne, someone like Shane Warne saying, oh, do they not want anyone to be hard on them? You're the guy that said the only coach a cricket team needs is the one to take them to the ground, okay? <laughs> you you spent about oh, 100 no, pages no. of your biography yeah. bashing John Buchanan, who was the Australian coach, while you were winning everything, saying he, wasn't, he didn't contribute to it. And... Justin Langer, regardless of the decisions that he makes, the team performs independent of his input and you know he's not going to be the coach he's yeah. not going to, he's not going to be the coach after the World Cup. they're either going to bring in Jason Gillespie who I think is a good option or they're just going to get Andrew McDonald or Michael Dionuto who are the two assistants currently. Who have apparently been instrumental in helping Langer gel better with the players, um, as as the coach. But I also think that they need to break it up. You need to have a red ball coach and a white ball coach yeah. because the 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 fatigue, especially in COVID, of having to travel everywhere, mm. it wears on everybody. And, and is
0: interchangeable? And right? the players, in especially micro- in white
1: ball yeah. in white ball cricket, everyone's interchangeable. So yeah. if I if I were Cricket Australia, I'd make Trevor Bayliss the white ball coach because he used to coach for New South Wales and he was going to be the coach before England poached him. And look at how he turned around their white ball cricket.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, they tied their first ever World Cup. And, yeah, got it. And uh, <laughs> and uh so I'd have him as the white ball coach and then you put Jason Gillespie as the red ball coach.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because Langer's not – it's have not going to happen. Langer, this is not happening. Langer
0: coaches T20 Langer, or – No, to-
1: just have Langer go back to WA because yeah. – England have been saying that they, you know, a lot of people in the English press have been saying, go get him. Uh, obviously, you know, England teams don't perform well when they have English coaches. As we've seen this morning, Chris Silverwood's been sacked. Uh, I mean, he looked clueless on the field, so that's yeah. not that much of a shocker. But, I mean, who was the last great English cricket coach? Exactly. Not that Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you have to... So England might go get JL, but either way, he's not coming back to the team. I just don't see it. I just don't
0: see it. Yeah, no, I, I can't see it either, especially some great players like Mark Taylor coming out and speaking about him. And I get I get the debate, yes, he's won the World, World Cup, T20 World Cup, which, to be honest to me, doesn't really – matter as much as it should do to a lot of people
1: the only reason i think it matters
0: because we'd never won it before yeah and i I get that but it's still still t20 i think the the actual odi odi world cup should be favored a lot more if you're thinking about actual success and for me i feel like we really should have won that tournament in 2019 we had a really really good opportunity to do that and i'm not saying it was because of jl's coaching that um, we you know, ended up losing to England. That was a very, very good Eng- English side and New Zealand were very good as well. So who's to say if we beat England, we would have even beaten New Zealand in the final. They couldn't have beaten us in the final. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think um, he's had, had a good run. He was brought in to basically stabilise everything after yeah. to Cape, Cape Town. And I think he's done, he's done an okay job. I, I he's brought Australian cricket back to the forefront again. He's you know, made me proud to be Australian and watch Australian cricket. I I feel like after the whole Cape Town incident, the popularity of the Australian cricket team dropped off. As an all-time
1: low, really. Yeah,
0: all-time low. Dropped off dramatically. um, It's probably going to follow a lot of those players around for the rest of their lives, but at least it's back to a point where we can actually be proud to sit down and watch, you know, us smashing the big
1: He's done his job. But to me, he's, he reminds me, he's an overbearing coach and these coaches have short fuses. You think about Jim Harbaugh for the 49ers, mm. you know, he's so intense that eventually he just wears everybody out. And I think he, the breaking point was last season when we lost to India at home. I think he, the players said, you know, this is enough. This is enough. Like we and, you know, you, you can say the players being divas or whatever, but in the end, they run the team <laughs> They are the ones who win, lose or draw the games and they clearly, clearly don't want him because not a single player has come out publicly and said, I want Langer to stay on. Mm. And sometimes it's what you don't say and
0: I haven't said enough. And finally, with cricket, um, are you make a little prediction here? Over or under on Pat Cummins as... The Australian cricket captain. How long do you think he remains at this form? Because he's obviously the best bowler in the world at the moment. How long do you think he remains captain?
1: I think he'll remain captain at least for the next four years. Four years is about the cycle for a captain.
0: 27, 28. Yeah,
1: 27. So, you know, four or five years is a typical cycle. Ricky Ponting was probably the exception. He was about he was captain for about six years. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Steve Warding became captain until very late. Mark Taylor, uh, you know, he didn't become captain until late. He played under Alan Border. Same with Michael Clark? Yeah, or? same with Michael Clark. Um yeah. Steve Smith was probably an exception. and but that's only because Clark retired a bit early. Uh and obviously Tim Payne he was he was quite old, so Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to The View from Down Under. If you would like to listen to more of our content, be sure to head over to our Instagram or Facebook page. Until then, see you next time.